Welcome back to another episode of the Babbles Nonsense podcast. I sound like shit. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. I was sick recently and I just got my voice back, but I'm back podcasting with Marley Bruno, um, master injector, all the things, life coach, magician. You call yourself a magician, which that's what we're going to get to into in this podcast down in Pensacola, Florida. So if y'all are ever down there or want to learn from her, she has also started a new business with a partner that we're also going to dive into because that was new since the podcast the last time she was on. If y'all want to hear kind of Marley's backstory, she was on episode 24 back in 2021. So a long time ago. (laughs) I know it's been so long two almost two years that you since you've been on the podcast. So welcome back, Marley. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Guys, and I'm trying out new equipment also. Besides my sick voice, I'm trying out new equipment. So if anything sounds different, that is why. I'm actually using my iPhone to record. So that's pretty cool um, instead of Zoom. So hopefully it'll come through a little bit more clear for y'all. But anyways, Marley, you are a physician's assistant. We dived into that a little bit in the last episode. We talked about your background, how you became a physician's assistant, how you transitioned into functional medicine, became a life coach. We talked about a lot on that podcast, and I loved it, every bit of it. But obviously, I could talk to you for hours, and we didn't get to dive into nearly half the stuff that you do. So that's why I wanted to have you back, because we touched a little bit on the end about fillers, which... Mm Which is funny because we actually initially started the podcast to talk about fillers and we talked about all the other stuff first, but I mean, you have a cool backstory. So, (laughs) right. So that's why we had to, so I really encourage everyone to go listen to that episode 24. It was really good. Marley's very inspiring and she has a great backstory to listen to. So since we ran out of time, you have referred to yourself in the past as a magician. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me why you refer to yourself as that and like where it came from? So I say that because, like, I, I make this joke and I laugh, I laugh about it with people, but they end up saying that it's true, that if you, like, don't even come around me if you're trying to stay the same. <laughs> I like that. I, this, I like that. Well, right? It's true. Like, I have this propensity to change people um, because I'm highly skilled in doing that with all my life coaching stuff and all of that, but also, like, what, what I can do with injectables and just my personality, I think. Like, I am a strong woman. I think that most people would say that about me, and I encourage other women to be the same way. You do. You definitely push me a lot, and I like it because I need it because um, mm-hmm. I know we have side conversations all the time about, <laughs> about my life, but that I need to be pushed and propelled forward. So yes, I would agree with you 100% on that. I thought it was coming from more of the, I'm a magician because I transform people's faces. <laughs> That's where I thought it, it was coming. It, that and, I mean, I do. I transform people's faces, transform people's lives. Yes, all of it. Uh, all the above. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Select all the above. So speaking of transforming faces, let's dive into a little bit of the aesthetic stuff since we didn't get to touch base on that a lot in the last episode. You, because I've talked to now a an RN, a nurse practitioner, and a physician, all injectables. So I definitely nice. want it rounded out because you're a physician's assistant to tell me how you came into injectables and how it's different with you being a physician's assistant. So I actually, when I was still in PA school in 2009, I did a plastic surgery rotation because I just love this stuff. So my dream when I was a kid was to be a plastic surgeon. And I recognized how much schooling one has to go through to become a plastic surgeon. And I don't like school and I never have. So I was like, no, I need the fast track for this. But then you know that I worked in emergency medicine for 10 years because I had fallen in love with that instead. (laughs) But so the truth is I, I actually began to learn how to inject in 2009. So I was injecting Botox in that um, rotation and stuff. So, and then I didn't do it for a very long time, probably eight years or so. And then took a couple courses when I decided that I wanted to open my own practice Um, because I, I like to help people to feel better about themselves. And you and I both know that an external change for the better can cause an internal change. 1000%. Yeah. So if you get like your lips done or your cheeks done or whatever you're going to do, it makes you feel more confident. It makes you feel like you want to go out into the world and just be different and, you know, perform differently and behave differently. Now, you obviously do the normal injections that everyone does, like lips, filler, um, cheek filler, under eye, all the things. What is your favorite thing to transform on the face? And 
are you kind of, you probably already already did this and I probably already know the answer, but did you already do like the whole facial rejuvenation when someone comes in? Like, you know how they're saying that's the thing now, like where people come in instead of asking for just lips, you say, well, that can work, but doing your cheeks with your lips and your chin is going to actually give you the look that you want. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my thing that I do most commonly. So that would be the thing. So facial balancing, like full facial yeah. rejuvenation slash facial balancing Yes, that's definitely the thing that I do most commonly. Now, we still get our, usually usually it's younger patients, like 25 or so, that just want lip filler or whatever. But most of the time, it's people who are like in their, like 35 to 55 that are like, just, I want to sit in this chair and you tell me what I need to do. (laughs) Right. That's my favorite. That's my favorite patient. Um, And then if they have a budget or something, then we work it out to where we're going to do this thing first and then this next thing second. I really, really love jawline filler, and I think it's under – like, I I don't think people do it enough because, again, everyone comes in, everyone wants their lips filled, but if you don't balance that out with a good jawline, then it draws attention to the lower face, but they have, like, a chin retrusion or something like that. I think you need to address those things. So speaking of jawline filler, that's something I still don't understand because I would think that you could feel it or you see it. Mm-mm. No. So, so it depends. So all these different fillers have different rheology, which is it means that, you know, some of them are thinner and some of them are thicker. Uh, and the placement, therefore, is different. So if I'm using a really thin filler, usually I'm using it right in like the deep dermis or subcutaneous, like the fatty tissue. And if I'm using a thicker filler to like lift or something, then I'm putting it on the periosteal plane or on the periosteum, which is the bony part. Okay. So for jawline, I like to do direct needle on the bone. So you go all the way to the bone? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, God. She said, hell yeah. Right on that thing. Oh, shit. And for that reason, then, you still have enough tissue on top of that where you should not be feeling Okay. And, And it shouldn't, like, migrate up into, like, your cheek or, like, into your, like, underneath the jaw? Have you ever seen that come into your I have, office? I have seen that. Oh, God. I feel like there are certain products that have a larger propensity to do that. But I also feel like it's mostly just, like, you know, inadequate technique to begin with. Okay. When I see that, yeah. So, also, you do three things that I want to talk about that I don't think I've talked to with other people much because they don't do them as much or we just didn't mm-hmm. touch base on it. But you do PDO thread lifts. So I want to talk about that because, you know, I'm scared of those things. And then Radius and Sculptra, which are the newest fillers out on the market that a lot of people aren't doing and how they're different from what is currently out on the market. So we'll start with PDO lifts and you tell me what they are and what they do, kind of like how they work, if you will. So PDO is just a shortened term for polydeoxycholic acid. Uh, It's just a molecule that basically generates collagen wherever it's placed in the skin. So the most common ones that we do are the lifting ones or the barbed ones. So they, the ones that I use actually have the barbs molded onto the threads. So think of it like a really stiff piece of like fishing line, like a thick fishing line that's like really stiff with molded little barbs on it. And we numb the face up very well. So the patient looks, it looks like a very uncomfortable procedure. It is not at all an uncomfortable procedure. Like I have patients that like pass out from Botox and end up getting threads and they do totally fine. Wow. I know. It's wow. like a scary thing, but it's really like there's a lot of tugging and pulling involved and stuff like that, but they're totally numb when we're doing that part. Okay. So we really do a good job numbing the face first. Now, are they safe? Because I say this because... I've seen some plastic surgeons on social media or podcasts say that you should never get PDO thread lifts because then that requires like it either messes with surgery later or like if someone does it wrong, then you're going to have a surgical complication. Yeah. So that's that. So the latter part is true. Okay. Of course, any procedure done incorrectly is a potential complication. Right. Of course. Right. Yeah. So my advice would be do them right. <laughs> Go to a good trainer. Like we have, we train on these. We actually have a training in March coming up to do, to teach PDO threads and PRF, play the rich fibrin, um, which is just, you know, the biostimulatory stuff. But so people love PDO threads because when we put them in, you get an immediate lift. So there's in, in, there's this instant gratification component to it, which of course we all love. That's why we love filler and stuff because it's instant gratification. And then um, there is, the collagen wraps around the threads like a cobweb, you know, and almost creates like a two-sided tape or like Velcro. 
situation where you have the collagen that mixes into the matrix of your own skin tissue. Okay, that's very interesting. Now, is that how, so moving from PDO to Radius and Sculptural, which are these new fillers, do they kind of do similar things? Or is it different? Like, does the Radius and the Sculptra like do similar things since it's doing that bio stimulation? So yes, on a much broader scale, they do. And without the immediate lifting. Okay. Yeah. So how are these new fillers? Like what's different about like Radius and Sculptra versus let's say Juvederm or Restylane or any of the other ones? Juvederm and Restylane versus um, RHA now is a, a newer one that's out. Um, we carry all of those. So they're hyaluronic acid fillers. So hyaluronic acid is naturally occurring in the body. The The premise is put some hyaluronic acid up under the skin and it plumps the tissue, right? Mm-hmm. So Radius is a calcium-based filler. So it's more like the consistency of bone. But when diluted with some saline, then it is a collagen simulator. And Sculptra also is a collagen simulator. And so this is going to rebuild your own collagen? Right. And so, and honestly, this is the future of aesthetic medicine. In, so when I went to Monaco last year for the, uh, uh, the World Congress of Aesthetic and Anti-Aging Medicine, which I'm going to again in February, uh, so we're going to get a lot more information in a month on this. But um, in Europe, they're about five to ten years ahead of us in anti-aging and aesthetic medicine. They always are. Yeah. Because they, they are, they're better able to try new things and stuff. Their, their FDA equivalent over there is not as like harsh as ours is. So they're, they're more right. experimental over there. So, but they, they, this is what they're doing over there. So in their aesthetics practices, the patients are coming in, they're getting their two rounds of Sculptra or Dilute Radius. Then after six months of their second treatment, if they need something else, then they'll do some filler or something. Interesting. So Right. But this is, you should have, we should be in anyone age 30 or greater, we should be giving them more collagen because it's way more natural appearing. Right. And it's better long-term for, this is like we call it the 401k for your skin, right? (laughs) It's better, it's better long-term for your skin to just have this good scaffolding, right? Yeah. This good matrix of collagen under your skin to keep your skin tissue healthier. Then we can add to that. Yeah. Which I mean, I would rather have that anyways. Like again, the internet, when you're looking at risk and benefits and I'm sure people have come to you and said, Hey, is this true? So like you see where online it's like, don't get radius because if they improperly place it, then you have these little like almost bone particles floating around in your own collagen. And then again, surgical, not to scare anyone off from getting these things, but it's usually technique and injector. Yes, sure. But when it's diluted down, there are very there. I don't think there is a I don't think there has been a complication okay. with, with the dilute radius of one to three okay. um, at all. So maybe someone just didn't dilute it properly? It could be, that, yeah, it could be that, or they're injecting a non-dilute product thinking they diluted it or something. I don't know. Now, can these two be dissolved if you don't like the results? Not dissolved, no. <laughs> nope. Nope. So but get a good injector. Like, I mean, so what do they actually do to the skin? They make your skin look like it has more of a glow. And it makes it look healthier and more youthful. Okay. That is not, no one's going to have this stuff dissolved. But it's not a filler then. No, we, we refer to them more as bio simulators. Okay. So like, cause you know, internet again, quote unquote, says they're fillers, the newest filler on the market. So they're technically not fillers then. Right. But those words, that's a marketing word. That's not a a explanation. So they're not going to plump you. Not necessarily unless we put a lot of product in a particular area. And that's just not really what we're doing with these. Gotcha. Okay. That's good to know. Now, reverse of that, plastic surgery. Are you comfortable (laughs) talking about your recent? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tell tell all. I had everything (laughs) like a month ago. So Marley's really good with me about like, if I have like, if I want lip filler, or if I want something done, I'll send her a picture, tell her like something's going on with my face. Like, tell me what's going on. Everyone by now knows the story of my eyes where I had some filler place and I got um, a lower blepho- blef- I can't ever- blepharoplasty. And I obviously talked to Marley about it because I was literally off my rocker and anxious as hell. Which she was like, do it. It's going to be fine. You're going to look great. And I'm so glad I did it. Um, but Marley is very open about what she does, obviously. So you recently had plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you had done. Everything. So I had a breast implant exchange with a breast lift after breastfeeding two children. Uh, I also had a 
um, tummy tuck, so an abdominoplasty with muscle repair. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so the, they pull the muscle together, they pull the skin up. Um, I also had liposuction to my entire back, my inner and outer thighs, and my arms. And then I had a fat transfer from what they got from there and had a BBL, so Brazilian butt lift. So fat transfer to my butt. And how far post-op are you currently right now? Six weeks. Wow, just six weeks? Yeah, and it looks amazing. I mean, I, I mean, you don't even like you don't even look like you've had surgery at all. Like, first of all, yeah. I think you look the same. No, I only had so I only had I, I know that different people recover differently, but I was I knew I was going to get it because it's an elective surgery, so I had time to prepare for it. So I was getting like lymphatic massages for two months up until I, I put myself on a supplement called Skin Aid, which is really similar to Juven. If you've heard of Juven, it's like a collagen supplement for healing and repair and stuff. So I, I think that I went in really super prepared, clicked an excellent plastic surgeon, paid top dollar for it to have an excellent plastic surgeon to do it. Um, and I only had 24 hours of pain afterwards and I got up and walked a lot and like made myself do the stuff that I really didn't necessarily want to do, but also made myself rest and relax, which you <laughs> me. As I said, that's uh, crazy. I, I came, yeah, I came back to work for a half day on the third week and that was great. Um, I literally worked like three hours that week just to test it out. And I ended up feeling okay. So, and then work is my happy place. So I, on the fourth week I came back to work full time and it's been great ever since. That's amazing. Like 24 hours of pain only. That's it. That was it. So my surgeon um, was able to do my procedure in a facility that gives the X peril shot. I don't know what that is. So it's like a nerve block basically that the, the, the nurse anesthetist did to block all the pain like in my abdomen and stuff. Oh, and it wow. absolutely worked. Yeah, it was great. Cause, so if you had to like pick what the, I guess because you didn't have a lot of pain, what would have been the most painful of all the procedures you had? Because like, I hear liposuction is the most painful. No. Really? I not experience that. No, I still have, I still now even have some weird like nerve stuff where like if I touch under my arm, like I still don't have like feeling back and it's a little sore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, the most intense feeling was the tightening of the muscle repair of my abdomen because they tighten it, <laughs> you know, so it feels tight. Yeah. So it's funny cause I'm on all these groups and stuff of like mommy makeover mm-hmm. stuff and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, it's so tight. And I'm like, yeah, don't you want it to be tight? <laughs> like I would be pissed if it was loose. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, and the reason why I went into plastic surgery is because obviously people come to you and sit in your chair and they're like, Hey, this is what I want to look like. And I think you're a very honest injector. And you've told me before, you're like, no, you're not wanting filler. You're wanting a facelift. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No guys, I'm not getting a facelift, but that's just like Marley is like, she's like, what you're describing is not filler. (laughs) It's a facelift. Right. So I, I, set realistic expectations with patients. I have very good relationships with the local plastic surgeons in town. I refer to all of them depending on the procedure and who I like the most for that procedure because I feel like the best care I can give to my patients is to be the most honest. So if they're in there and they're pulling their face way up and they really want it to be that tight and stay that tight, that is a facelift. I can't do that with threads. I can't make that kind of improvement that they want with just injectables. And so I'm honest about that and I will refer those out for sure. Now there's some patients that like, they don't want to have a downtime. They don't want to go under, they don't want the propofol, right? Right. They don't want to be intubated. And so for those patients, we will absolutely do feel like I do butts. I make butts. I do 20 syringe radius butts. And then I, sometimes I'll do two of them. You know, I'll do two oh, rounds of it. That's so crazy. Because people don't want to go under. It's not necessarily cheaper, but if there is no downtime, they can literally go out to eat that night and hang out with their friends or whatever. You know, and there's no downtime and there's no anesthesia involved. So some people just like that. No, some people can't take the time off work. Like how big can you actually grow a butt with radius though? Like how big? I mean, 40 syringes. So um, <laughs> if I'm using 40 syringes and I'm diluting it three to one and it's a 1.5 cc syringe, you know? Oh my God. So you yeah. can, yeah, but you can't get like a Kim Kardashian big booty with radius, can you? It depends on where you're starting from. That's true. That's so true. for me, so for me, I had a BBL, yes, but I also still had the normal, like, little bit of cellulite here and there on my butt, so in order to, like, even after my BBL heals, probably in the next, like, three weeks or so, I am still going to have my other injector go in with some radius and just smooth the skin out. Right. With certain dilution, just to smooth the skin, just for skin quality stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it can... Yeah, or, like, cellulite, you know, or, like, sagging skin, because you're, you're helping. Again, it's that 
creating that scaffolding of that collagen matrix. Mm -hmm. So you're just helping the skin out. So you can do that on the body as well as the face. We do it in necks all the time, chest all the time. That's amazing. I do need my neck done. I got tech neck. <laughs> yeah, tech neck's a serious thing. And if y'all don't, don't have tech. I was like, if you don't know what tech neck is, just look in the mirror. If you got some lines that are horizontal across your neck, you got tech neck from looking at your cell phone all the time. So, yeah, exactly. So we'll put a little, we'll do a little bit of Botox in there and do a little bit of uh, the dilute radius in there and it works beautifully. How, like, does that just like require one treat? Well, I guess it all depends on how deep they are, but like someone my like age, one. one treatment. Yeah. And, in, treatment. And, and the lines are gone. Yeah, so you can you can also just put filler right in the lines, like take a really nice smooth filler and put them right in the lines. But if you want longevity and you really want to just improve the quality of your skin, then you're looking at more like the dilute radius. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. kind of going all over the place now. Well, this isn't this is kind of related, but now you have started. Is it Method Academy? Method Aesthetics Academy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you started Method Aesthetics Academy mm -hmm. and that was was it last year? Last April, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, super grown. <laughs> so tell people what that is, what you're doing, and yeah. all the things. So it is an aesthetic injector academy that I run with two other partners, Brittany Perez and Katie Reaver. Uh, super fantastic, phenomenal injectors in town with me. We're we're really lucky in Pensacola to have such really good surgeons and injectors here. Uh, and we all work together, which is really very cool. Like there's no competition here. It's really cool. Um, so we made this academy because, you know, we all have gone and been trained at these academies. And my experience for a couple of my trainings was I was one of a hundred injectors in a room <laughs> and I got like 20 units of tox and like a third of a syringe of filler. And that was my training. Wow. 2,500 bucks, you know? And so I'm like, of course you do not leave that training feeling confident to go out and start practicing on people. Right. So we created Method Aesthetics Academy so that we could graduate people who feel confident enough to go out and start injecting. And the way that we do that is we give them a ton of hands-on training experience, right? So it's very hands-on focus. We do do like some PowerPoints and some didactic stuff, uh, but it's mostly hands-on. And then we give them further mentoring, like for life. Okay, so wow. they get into our Facebook group. Yeah, and so and they get our cell phone numbers, and if they have any questions or any issues or anything, they get to contact us so that we can help them to deal with that. We've helped people to open their own practices. Wow. We're just consistently available for them. Yeah, because there's nothing else that I'm aware of that's like that out there. And no. To, you know, some everybody wants to do aesthetics, you know, everybody in yeah. our profession. Right. Every PA nurse practitioner wants to do it. It's the it's the holy grail after working, you know, this emergency medicine for ten years. I mean, right? it kind of irritates me because not everyone should do it. Right. Like it really like it really does irritate me because like yeah. if you don't have an aesthetic eye and you're not good with yeah. fine motor skills, right. maybe this isn't the career for you, but you're just looking at it because it is a good job. Right. It's less stress and you make good right. money doing it. Right. So what we're not we're not looking for students that want to get their feet wet in aesthetics. We're looking for students that are super serious about doing it, that are going to always continue to further their educations. Because you know me, I'm going to a conference at least once a quarter, probably mm -hmm. that, you know, to learn something new. Um, so I've been injecting for five years, and there's always something new that I can get out of a training and stuff. So that's those are the kind of students that we want, the people that are serious about investing in themselves for long-term care of their patients in aesthetics and anti-aging. Right, because things change. Like we were talking about earlier, like how we all used to just go in back in 2015 and say, I want my lips done. Yes. And then you leave going, why does my face look weird? Like it looks, right. because they didn't facial balance it or right. whatever right. it's and called. Also, just the lip filler technique has changed tremendously over the last 10 years. Yep. You should see our students now, you know, when I first started injecting five years ago, if I took my first couple lip photos before and afters and compared them to my students now, Oh my God, we're graduating these students that are doing these lip injections that look like I did them. Mm -hmm. It's all a technique thing. We teach them that specific technique and it's just so good. You know, I agree. Well, and just like you said, like going to Europe and doing the, um, you said the world conference. Aesthetic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You did the world conference where they were already ahead with the radius and the sculpture right. and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But that, those are the kind of things you have to stay up on stuff or you're going to get left behind. It's an ever-changing industry. I mean, so Daxify just came out, a brand new neurotoxin like Botox that's supposed to last closer to six months versus the three months that all the other neurotoxins last. And so far, so it's in my face right now, uh, it's work. It, so far it's doing what it promises. When did do. you get yours injected? Uh, December 6th. 
So it's February. So it's not even, it's still not. Not even budging. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. And so for me, because I get my masseters injected because I grind my. Uh, I need that done. But that's like, I know, but that's like a life changing medical treatment for these patients or like people who get Botox in their armpits for sweating. Right. If it's going to last. So I had um, my masseters injected once in Nashville because I was up there for a conference, I believe. I can't remember what I was up there for, but I was like, I knew a girl up there and I was like, Hey, do you have an opening for some TMJ, uh, master Botox? I have the, like, I've had this migraine I can't get rid of. And I grind my teeth at night and I tried everything like the triptans, Tylenol, everything. She yeah. injected my uh, masters and like, I went back to the hotel and within 30 minutes, my headache went away, Yeah, but then it didn't last but a week. So I was like, this was not worth what I paid for it. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if Daxify would do a little better. Though. Maybe I I trust me. I gr- I've grinded through like hard retainers. Yeah, same, same. I've broken retainers. So right. Yep. So it's just annoying, but Yeah. So how do so how often are you doing the academy? Like is it quarterly? How often are you accepting students? Yeah, so we have a different course once a month. So we just graduated another round of level 1 students. Of course, level 1 is the most popular and that's your upper face toxin and your lip and cheek filler and like filling in lines and stuff. And then the more advanced course or level 2 course is the lower face uh, like the jaw temples. Everyone forgets about the temples like don't be creating peanut heads out there. You got to like <laughs> the temples if it's necessary, right? Because it's facial balancing. And like lower face talks. You've seen it. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah, just like funny because you were like, don't be creating peanut heads. That's yeah, the name right. of the podcast. Don't be creating peanut, peanut heads. Address the full face. Right. right. As, we age, as we age, our face gets heavier on the bottom versus the top. So you need to focus on restoring the volume back in the upper part of the face. And that includes the temples and that includes the lateral cheek area. That's what I need. People get jowling is because we, because of gravity, of course, but also our fat pads fall. I'm starting to get jowling. (laughs) Are you? Are you? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. But (laughs) I think, (laughs) I think it's because when I had my under eyes done, they pulled that skin so tight that now it looks like the bottom's not as tight as the top. Uh, well, in my mind, yeah. well, I think you're nuts, but you know. <laughs> who doesn't, but that's a common concern. Cause how old are you? 35. Yeah. So like right at like 34 ish. I'm telling you, it starts yeah. going fast. It does. But do you know why that happens? Cause you're losing collagen. collagen. Yeah, that's why. So that's, so that's the perfect age to get in and get some of that dilute radius or sculpture. Cause it does lift all that back up. So. Does oral collagen, the like the vital proteins, all this that everyone's like, drink more collagen, does that yeah. even help or no? Okay, so the jury's out on that one. We don't know. But okay. all of the super, okay, I take a collagen supplement though, because first of all, it can't hurt. Second of all, I notice a difference in my joints alone from taking a collagen supplement. I do prefer liquid collagen. I think they do work better. I think they absorb better in the gut. Uh, and all of like, so the master science, science liaisons that work for these aesthetics companies and stuff like that, they all have said, you know, they thumb through all of this literature and every one of them has said, yes, absolutely. After 30, we should be taking collagen supplements. Oh, I need to get on that then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to put it in my coffee and then I just quit buying it. I don't know why. So that's, so the powder ones, I, so it's, again, it's a compliance thing. It's always, yeah. medicine, always a compliance issue. So I have these little, pa- cause I'm non-compliant also if I have powder cause it, it's an extra step. I have to make the thing. So I just buy these ones that I can throw in the fridge and it's like a little, little treat. What like brand is friend. it? Uh, new skin. I, I carry them on the shelf and I just pay, I just have patients buy them at cost, but new skin, like it's an MLM. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the best ones that I've seen. Like, do you know, I did like an eight month collagen study. Oh no, <laughs> I didn't. I did an eight month collagen experiment on myself where I changed collagens about every six weeks. So I would take pictures of my skin in the lighting, drink the same amount of water every day, blah, blah, blah. And that was the one that I landed on that made like a significant difference. <laughs> well, there you go, people. Yeah, it was scientifically backed. Other- yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm a scientist, damn it. <laughs> Now that got way off from your courses. You said people do level one course. We do this. It's fine. That's, that's what it's for. So you do the level one courses and you do it once a month for level one. No, no, no. So there's a different course every month. Oh, okay. Try and fit a level one in three times a year because they're so popular. And then a level two, at least two times a year. 
And then we're doing a PDO threads and PRF, platelet-rich fibrin, which is very similar to PRP. PRP was like a big thing. Uh, so we combo those together. We're also doing a Sculptra and Radius course, which includes body. Oh, when is that? Can I be I your Can I be your patient? I, know. I think that was in June or something. Like, can I come um, be your patient that you inject yeah, and, and show? Yeah. I'll be the model. Yeah, and we're working on some like online courses and stuff too that don't necessarily need as much hands-on. Uh, like right now, we're working on a complications course, which includes like if you get a vascular occlusion with filler, how to manage that, how to manage the the complicated patient. Um, <laughs> me, you know, aka like, me. Yeah, how to manage exactly. me. I'll be the model patient for that as well. (laughs) You should come in and we'll have them do like a consult with you. If it's going wrong, it's going to happen to me. We know this by now. You know, but it's true because you have to think these are, these are brand new people coming to the industry and they're so good. Like they're so committed and they're so good and they're so serious about being good at it. Like I don't want them to not do it because they're afraid of a pushy patient. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to just be able to understand that you are the expert. You've paid tens of thousands of dollars for these courses every year, probably more than that. And you're the, you're the boss in the room. Well, that, not only that, like when you're talking about aesthetics and I had this conversation with another injector, when you're talking about aesthetics, if your, your plan is like, Hey, you have terrible filler from someone else. Mm -hmm. We need to dissolve it. I'm not putting my name over on top of that. Mm-hmm. Then you say that. I mean, maybe right. a little bit nicer, but you say that. Yes, I never put another injector down. But but I but I will add. I am adamant about. I will not place good filler on top of bad filler because right. it's still bad filler. Yeah, it's still bad. It's not. And I understand from the patient's perspective, they spent two grand trying to get it that way, and it happened to migrate and yada yada. I get it that it was expensive, and then you're talking about it's going to be even more expensive. But it's your fake. I've been there and dissolving is expensive, but I have always been happy with the outcome once dissolving because I, when I had lip filler, like even after a while and that, and I didn't know this, like even after, you know, three, five years, maybe even sooner filler stacks. So you need to dissolve it and start over. Right, because you're thinking. So the new technique is to place filler more superficially, like for instance, in the lips. Okay, so and that's just that's only in the lips that we place it more superficially. But you have to think of all those. You know, if you've been getting filler for eight years, you're not breaking down and metabolizing every single little bit of that hyaluronic acid. So it's going somewhere, and it's being pushed on now. Right. You, know? you can have had the best. I mean, I just all some of my own lip filler patients. I'm like, look, it's time. Right. You know. Yeah, and, and and I think that that's. Again, what makes a good injector? Because you're not saying like, like earlier I said, obviously a terrible injector, but I shouldn't have said that. It was like, oh, I don't like, I don't appreciate, like I I personally, this is not how I would have done it. So let's dissolve it. And I think that makes you a good injector to even say your own filler when you're like, hey, it's been five years. It's starting to migrate a little bit. It's time to, it's time to dissolve. I think that's a good injector to do that in, in in general. Mm -hmm. Like for, for, for me, for instance, so my lips, the first time I ever had them injected, uh, a neurologist injected them, <laughs> two, two syringes of Juvederm in them, and I had chicken lips to begin with. And so what ended up happening was I'm sure my vermilion border, which is the connective tissue piece that holds your lip in place, was just completely blown out. Mm-hmm. And so now, anytime I get lip filler, it just has a propensity to migrate out because of that very first time. Does it, and that's not anybody else. That's not anybody's fault necessarily. I didn't know. So what could know. happen? Um, how, how does that heal or will it never like heal? Will that always be a problem? We're working on it. So we're working on different tech. Again, I'm a scientist. So we're working on different experiments. So, so far, so Brittany Perez, my partner with Method Aesthetics Academy, did put like smooth PDO threads, so not the barred ones, but the little tiny thin ones in the actual border of my lip to try and tack it down Mm -hmm. and create a border. And we're refilling them very slowly. I think she put like 0.4, like not even half a syringe of filler in my lips last time. And we're very slowly building them over time. And that also is a sign of a good injector because not everyone needs a whole syringe of filler in their lips. You know, if, someone, right. if, if your injector tells you only do a quarter of syringe or half syringe at a time and we'll build them slowly, that is absolutely the way to do it. 1000%. And I learned that like, I, obviously I got my advice from you when, cause I had right. a similar thing where my vermilion border got blown out. 
just too much injections over time starting you know years ago and then having to dissolve them and I did the same thing with the PDO threads because you told me to do that and I was like I'm against this but I did it and I love it yeah good see (laughs) I don't know why I just did that voice but they're building collagen in there right so it's it's a win-win yeah I agree one thousand percent So now switching gears a little bit, because I just want your advice, because I know we talked a little bit about how you were a magician and all that. I recently started getting into like crystals, meditation, and not really meditation. I always call manifesting meditation, and I don't know why. Because something's telling you to meditate. I can't meditate. I try. Everyone can meditate. Everyone always thinks they're meditating incorrectly, and it's not true. Meditating is just sitting alone by yourself with your own thoughts. That's all it is. It's well, I do that before bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe do it earlier in the day. <laughs> oh, so God. Meditating, so for an overthinker, um, so it's triggering to meditate at first. If you're an overthinker, ask me how I know. Um, because you, you're forced to sit there and be like, wow, I, I literally am not Like, I, I think so much. Right. You know? and so eventually you'll get sick enough of your own shit and you'll change. <laughs> yeah. So meditating is good because eventually you'll sit with your thoughts and be like, wow, I have to do something about this. And it takes many months of practice meditating to hit that sweet spot of bliss where it's like, oh gosh, I don't even know what just happened then. It was just so peaceful. And then by the time you recognize you were in it, you're out of it. So No, I know what you're saying because like I have a really hard time just relaxing and sitting down just like you. And some people have told me it's because I don't like sitting with my own thoughts. And it may be. I'm, I do think a lot. We know I think a lot. Sometimes I run away from my thoughts and I'm like, reel it back in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. maybe that's why I can't sit and relax because then I start thinking. Like I always have to be doing something. Like if I'm watching TV, I can't just be watching TV. I have to be on my phone and watching TV. Because then like I'm watching a show right now. And like if I'm watching it, it might bring something up in me and I'll start crying. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's normal though. I know. But I'm just always doing something. Like I'm like, if I'm, if, if I, excuse me, if I sit down at like two o'clock and I'm like, what's well, 2 p.m. I'm not going to bed till nine or 10. I'm not, I can't just sit here on the couch for seven hours. Why not? I'm like, I'm lazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, see that. All right. Says who? <laughs> Society. Yeah, and what, and what, how much do we care about that? We don't care right, about that right, right. Your truth is different than someone else's truth and is way different than society's truth, so. No, and I agree. <laughs> well, that was all my New Year's intentions, not resolutions. My intentions was to stop giving into societal norms. You know, we yeah. had that conversation a little bit back about a dating situation, and you were like, why do you care if what everybody else thinks about who you're dating? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so if you're going to stop giving into societal norms, then you must start doing what giving into myself that's it because mm. that's the only thing that matters man right i mean you're at the end of the day you're the one who has to live with you so that's right so so not to get too deep so we're going to transition into <laughs> right. crystals quickly okay into crystals so do you do you believe in crystals and like the energy they hold yeah so i believe that anything your mind believes is true to you so look i have crystals all over my office right now so so how do you know like what crystals you need are you because I've read because I started reading like forums and stuff on them like some people mm-hmm. say that you're drawn to a specific crystal yeah sure that's the best way I mean so <laughs> especially women we're very intuitive at baseline so if you feel like you're drawn to a specific crystal go ahead and pick it up feel it touch it see how it makes you feel if it makes you feel away if it doesn't then that's okay just keep practicing and then just go look up what that's supposed to mean so you have to think about you know rocks are old because the earth is old right? And rocks, crystals, whatever you want to call them, come from the earth, right? And so since humans have been on the planet, they have had different reasons to have different things of value. And one of those first things of value was different rocks and crystals. So they would be traded and all these kinds of things. And they had meaning then. So I think the idea is that if they had meaning, you know, if our ancestors had meaning from them and it was passed on and passed on and passed on, well, of course they still have meaning for us. And this is what the meanings typically are. Okay, that makes sense. If my grandmother gave me a pink crystal that I didn't even necessarily know the name of and said, this is my symbol of love for you, then that's what it is for me. It reminds me of my grandmother. It's a symbol of love for my grandmother. That's what it is. Right. Do I believe as a scientist that crystals have a certain kind of vibration and all that kind of stuff? Yes, because they do. Okay. Do they grow? Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes. You know, like from a scientific perspective, yes, all these things are true. So 
I truly believe that science is just um, spirituality that hasn't been explained yet. You know, or the, the science is, is our attempt to explain spirituality. So how do you specifically use a crystal? Do you have to like, like one of the crystals I got like came with instructions and said you have to run it under cold water to like re-energize it. Yeah, so that's probably to cleanse it. Okay, so are you yeah, supposed to so cleanse if, all your crystals? Yeah, so if you got a crystal from like, you know, a crystal store and someone else put their stank on it, right? Someone else picked it up and held <laughs> Ooh, it. Oh, I need to go wash all my crystals. It. Right, so <laughs> someone else, but, but not all crystals can be exposed to water. So for instance, selenite, so this one, right? Is, is not the hardness is like there it's a very soft crystal so if you put water on this it's going to dissolve because there's going to be a, a chemical reaction that happens to break that down so don't put water on all my crystals right <laughs> so you can burn sage over top of them so sage actually is an antibacterial thing that actually does cleanse actually scientifically things uh but also you can wave your crystals under there you can put them under the moonlight or under the sunlight depending if you want feminine or masculine energy on them you okay know? So how do you use them? I don't know. I wear mine a lot to remind me. Like, so my, my, I love the color black. I love to wear it. It's a protective color. Um, so black stones tend to be protective and absorb absorbing stones. Uh, so I like to wear them because I deal with a lot of, as a life coach and as a person who practices medicine, I deal with a lot of trauma throughout the day. Uh, so I want those protective crystals on me. It, and I don't know. Do they work or not? I don't know, but it makes me feel like they're working. So I feel more protected in my own energy when I'm wearing them. So sure. And I also like to decorate with them because I think they're pretty. Yeah, they are. Uh, and I like to have them in places because like, for example, in my injection room, I have certain crystals in there that symbolize certain things to me for the energy that I want to have in that space. Okay. And that's important to me. Right. Yeah. So I have some, and I haven't washed all of them, just the one that said to, because I didn't know that you were supposed to wash crystals. But then I bought this yeah. other one that had a different name, and I cannot remember the name, but it was like started mm -hmm. with an S or something. And my psychic friend in LA, like he's into energy crystals, like um, astrology, all the things. Mm -hmm. And he was doing a live, and I was like asking a question. I was like, well, which crystals should you stay away from? Like, cause there are some crystals you should stay away from. And he was like, Oh, 1000% Malachite. Don't get it. He was like, unless yeah. he was like, especially if you have some kind of intuitive psychic ability, cause it apparently opens your third yeah. eye or whatever. So you yeah. see more right. clearly or whatever. He said like he was haunted by it or whatever. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. so I got this so one I, crystal yeah. that started with an S and I put it beside my bed and I kept having nightmares. So I finally went and looked this crystal up. Guess what it had in it? Malachite. different story is I'm very drawn to Malachite and I always have been mm -hmm. maybe because I am a magician uh, and Malachite is very magical so but I had the opposite experience where I felt intuitively drawn to it um, and I have used it for many many years with no problem whatsoever and it makes me feel I don't know I feel like that's a very special crystal to me oh well, my so, another girl that I follow has she's a, she's a psychic she wears it mm -hmm. a Malachite around her her neck because she says it helps her open up her intuition right and it's also it's green so it's a heart chakra opener also mm -hmm. so you know so to me again just like we're talking about societal truths versus our personal truths i would say if you gravitate toward it go ahead and use it and pick it up and mess with it if you don't then don't <laughs> right know? or don't yet don't do it until later you have more experience and all that stuff so know? are there any crystals that you have to stay away from not that i have encountered yet no I love the super seven stone, which is actually a combination. So my whole practice, I, um, there was a big giant chunk of super seven stone in the crystal shop. And I said, when I open my medical practice, I'm going to have that on display in my room. And I did, I went and bought it. It's huge. It's what, very expensive. What's it, ex what's it mean? So super seven is like the world healer. Oh yeah. So anyone who ha finds happens upon a super seven stone is meant to in some way heal the world. Well, you so are in medicine. So I, I've given that stone to a lot of my students, you know, that I've, cause I'm a preceptor too. And when I was in emergency medicine, I'd given that stone to a lot of my students and stuff. So just that's little, like, of it that I find and stuff. So you just find them in crystal shops. Are they supposed to be re really rare? Super sevens are rare. Yeah. But you just find them all the time. Yes. So but what again, is, I'm looking They're They're fresh on my mind. Right. So I'm always looking for them. So, mm -hmm. so do you feel like that is manifesting? Oh, yeah. Okay. So explain manifesting and how we can do it properly. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so you have to.
to be very clear about what you want and your intention about things, right? So what do I want my life to be like? And so as a life coach, I'll ask people like that. I'll tell people, look, this pen that I'm holding here in my hand is a realistic magic wand. If you were to borrow this and I hand it to them and I say, and to make your dream life, what would it be like? And you know what they tell me? What they wouldn't want their life to be like. Right. Right. So that's the opposite of manifesting. That 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 is manifesting what you don't want. <laughs> right. Because people are, are much better at telling me what they don't want than they are at telling me what they actually want. Because they don't allow themselves to dream about what they, they know what they don't want. Because they've already experienced it. But they haven't yet experienced that bliss. Right. And it's hard for people to become imaginative again and just dream a little bit and decide what it is that they want. But that's the state that we need to be in. What do I want for myself? The positives, right? Very like you said, for example, when I was having dating issues and you were like, you need to say. <laughs> yeah, write it down. You're, you're like, you need to like, because I was having trouble like talking to unemotional or unavailable emotionally unavailable men and you're like well then say what you want say it out loud like you're going to no longer chase but you're going to attract and you're going to attract these emotionally available men so I was doing it I was like okay I'm going to say this because Marley told me to and she was like I don't want no excuses you're going to do it every day so I did it and then what happened three people came out of the woodworks not good people we talked about those people and you were like okay let's change your manifest yeah change what you're saying change become more specific in what you want then you know, but it's true. Like, and then I said this on a podcast not too long ago where I was sitting there getting a Brazilian done and my person was not really talking. So I was like, let me just either manifest or meditate or something to get my mind off of this. And I was waiting to get the rest of my tattoo done. And I was like, my tattoo artist hadn't called me back. So I was like, he will call me tonight and and we will schedule my next tattoo appointment. He, and I kept saying it over and over and he called me literally when I left. That's it. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) Yep. So that's how you do it. You have to keep it fresh in your mind. Exactly what you want to have happen. And it's just going to happen. Yes. Everything that you just want. Yes. Like you wish for. Yes. You have to dare to dream. You have to dare to wish. So what if you wish? So what if you, what if I wished to marry a prince? Good. Then go to Cameroon. (laughs) Down there. And that's going to happen. If you want to marry a prince, you better move your ass where there's a lot of princes. Right. <laughs> right. right? You can't, yes, you can. You can just sit and wish, but you also have to take action. Right. So funny, I, I shared this post today that it's like you can sit and wish and all that stuff and keep it fresh on your mind. That's step one. Step two is action. Is that go back to that? This is gross, but you can shit in one hand and wish in the other it's and see which fills up faster. Up. Action is way better than just sitting. But the problem is that most people don't even do step one. Most people stay in their own shit, right? They become a bit, they get this victim mentality. They keep reliving the same thing over and over again because they, they get attention and complaining about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? So what you need to do is you need to come out of that old ass program. <laughs> yeah. And start dreaming and wish. Okay. Well, what do you want then? Right? Cause it's funny. People hire me as a life coach and they want me to sit in their shit with them. And that's not what I do. No. Maybe therapists do that, but life coaches do not do that. Some therapists do. They'll sit there and just be like, yeah, I get it. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think there's a time and a place for that. I think it's very therapeutic for someone to just witness you while you're bitching. I think that's, <laughs> right. you know, I think that's very therapeutic sometimes. Uh, and when I do that, I say, look, I'm just going to spring clean. You just sit there and you just witness me because I'm about to just complain about everything. But I do it very consciously. I do it just to get it all out and then I move on. Right. I think there's a time and a place for that. But if you're stuck in that and you've been doing that for the last three years, 10 years, whatever, and you're already 40 years old, you got now what are you going to do? <laughs> right. You know, like I know your parents were messed up and I know that shit happened to you when you were little and whatever, but now you're 40. So now what's, what's up? What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, how's your parents like, stuff that you did at six still affecting you at 40? Yeah. Right. Right. And I get it. Some of it's heavy and some of it's bad. Some of it's awful to go through, but you're safe now to go through it. Agreed. And yeah. and I think you need to do that with the right person, whether that be a life coach or therapist. I think you need someone to coach yeah. you through that hard time, especially when the heavier stuff. Right. Okay, so I can speak about my family. So my family, some of them have been through some things that are hard. Um, but still at their age now, I'm the youngest, want to still use that. Okay, so for example, if somebody got pregnant at 17, 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, that's why I don't have the things that you have now. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, yeah, maybe then. But what are yeah. you doing now? Right. Like your children are grown. So right. what are you doing now? So I agree with you. Like it's like yeah. you can't use that excuse for forever throughout life. Yes. So then, so then I would approach that person and be like, if I told you that I could help you to change your mindset and get the things that you want, would you be down with that? Yeah. And hopefully that person would say yes, but sometimes they say no. Really? Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. So I, and I also coach people, you know, back to health and stuff. So think about a patient who gets disability for something. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So they're getting some benefit. They're getting like a literal check, right? They're getting a little paycheck to like be sick. Right. So like sometimes people cling to those kinds of things that seem positive. Uh, But in reality, maybe they'll make even more money if they you know, right. A better health. Yeah. So, I get what scary. you're saying. It's scary to change. Period. It's scary to change. It is. But you gotta do it scared. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do it afraid. You're right. I mean, cause it obviously what you're doing currently isn't working. So what's yeah. the fear of changing and seeing it may not work, but already right. what you're doing is not working. So right. you know what the hardest thing for me to learn was, and it's also okay if you just stay right where you are. True. That's also okay. That's true. It's not what I choose for me, but that's also okay. I've got to respect that if people want to do that. That's been, that's been the hardest thing for me. The one who, you know, worked emergency medicine for 10 years and wanted to save everyone's life, literally wanted to save lives. Right. John and I have probably saved some lives together. <laughs> we have. Yeah. Right. So we want everything to be better. We want everyone to like live to their fullest capacity and whatever. We have to be okay with like, if they don't want to, then they don't want to, man. That's <laughs> something know? that I recently had to, so I have a friend that, um, tends to talk negatively about herself and I have mm-hmm. since January I have made it a very mindful thing because you know you told me that the only way to change your thoughts about your body is to actively do it so yeah. since January after we had our conversation I was like I'm going to be very proactive about changing my thoughts around my body the the things that I've went through in the past like with eating and food and all the stuff that I've talked about plenty of times on this podcast so I, I told my friend I was like you cannot say this stuff to me Mm-hmm. Like, because that triggers me to be able to talk negatively. So you just, you can't <laughs> like, I love you, but you can't like, and if you do, then you have to do like I do. And you have to say three positive things about yourself. Well, she's still like, will vent to me and I then get triggered. And then I start mm-hmm. saying, well, you need to start doing this, this, and this, if this is how you feel. And then, like you said, I have to realize like, that's my shit. And I can't tell her to do what I'm doing. Right. But you can say, here's my boundary. Right. That I'm not going to speak about it. Right. And I'm not going to be, and I'm not the one to witness you talking about that because that triggers me. And I, and I eventually, after like the hour conversation, I was like, hey, I was wrong for pushing my beliefs on you, but my yeah. boundary is I really can't right. be around it right now because I truly am trying to do better. Right. Oh, yeah. I have ended, I have ended really great friendships because of consistent negative mindsets. You know, and, and that's okay too. Right. Yeah. I wish them well from afar, but if I had to be in that every day, I wouldn't be where I am. Agreed. So, sorry, go ahead. Well, if people are that hell bent on being negative, not your friend, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Yeah. If people are that hell bent on being negative, then maybe they need a swift kick in the ass to lose a friend or something. (laughs) I mean, she's not negative all the time. She just has moments where I'm like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm really trying to be better about this one thing. So that's my boundary. Right. And I'm not talking about her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's also not our job to be enabling people to do things that we're not cool with either. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. We don't have to bear witness to that. So earlier you mentioned you're about to go back to the world conference next month. And you said that's yeah. in Monaco. No. So there, there is another. So last year we went to Monaco okay. for that. This year they're doing one in Miami and one in Monaco. So I'm going to the one in Miami. Oh, cool. They're so doing they it bring, actually here. Yes. So they bring injectors from all over the world, like the Netherlands, Europe, you're, you know, aesthetics is huge in Europe. This is, you know, the fashion industry and all those things are big over there. France, like they are not going to get old in France. You know know what I mean? Like they got all the perfume, they got all the makeup, they got all the jewelry, they got all the fashion stuff. I mean, they're just not going to get old. So yes, all those people from over there bring all of their info, all of their plastic surgery stuff, all of their injectable stuff, all of their skincare regimens and treatments and stuff. And they bring them over to us. uh, And then we tell them what we've been doing, you know? 
So it's just, it's just a meeting of really great minds with thousands and thousands of the best injectors in the world. So what do you, what do you predict they're going to bring new? Exosomes. What is that? Yeah, right. So I'm using them now in my practice. So I've injected three patients with exosomes doing the dilute radius with them and mixing them. Uh, this is, I'm super excited about this. So they're, the, they're pretty close to like stem cells. Yes. Wow. So, but they're not actually stem cells. They're plant derived. So it's like if our biostimulators, so like our Sculptra and our dilute radius are the collagen seeds, then exosomes will be the fertilizer to that. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yes. And so I've always, so I injected uh, most of those people about three weeks ago. So I've only done a few just to like see, you know, like my closest friends um, to just see what's happening. And already I have one patient <laughs> we treated down into her neck and up into her face. And already literally the top part of her neck appears way more youthful than the bottom part of her neck. So we're having to bring her back next week to treat her lower <laughs> part of her neck. Oh, I need you to send me yeah. pictures of that. I, yeah, yeah. Like, I can take pictures of her. I can text them to you. So cool. So cool. And so they're using them also not only to inject, but also topically. So for instance, um, my recent mom makeover that I had, I had one of my, um, like under my right breast, they do an anchor cut. So there's a, there's a cut down the middle and a cut across. So those three flaps of skin have to come together. So those are really hard to heal and they separate very commonly. So mine separated. I used topical exosomes for three days in a row and did hyperbaric oxygen for like every other day for like eight days and it already was closed up. Wow. So you can put this stuff on your face like topically like a, like a night cream. No, you should do it if your skin is open. So you can get microneedling. Oh, okay. And then put it on, right? Because on top of the skin, it doesn't do a whole, whole, you're like basically wasting it. Yeah. But you want to have like little micro channels or some kind of procedural thing. There's a surgeon, gosh, I can't remember his name, but he presented at one of the last conferences I went to. I'm sure he'll be at the conference this time too, but uh, he is putting the exosome, the exosomes in like the bellies and stuff like that before he closes. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, and, and the wounds are healing so much more quickly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And this is, I mean, this is, people are just experimenting with this stuff, and it's really great. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't even know how to spell that, but I want to look it up. Yeah, look it up. It's like, you know, when there was all this craze about, like, the PRP and stuff like that. I feel like exosomes are going to be even better than that. Right. Um, but they're con- the, the cool thing is, is that, you know, we're in our, I mean, I'm in my late 30s, so I'm, I'll be 38 in March. And I... Hopefully we'll be around to experience these things are going to like literally make us age backwards. And they're literally working on treatments to like lengthen telomeres. <laughs> like, so you so like in the chromosomes, right? Yeah. The way that we die is because our telomeres get shorter and shorter. And then all of a sudden they're too short and then we can't survive. Right. Right. So but I don't want to live forever. Things. No, we don't want to live forever. <laughs> but like, God, I don't want to live like, I want to be like hot. And that's, what <laughs> that's what I want, you know? Aren't you kind of a little mad at these 20-year-olds that get to experience all the great technology now when they're 30? Do you know what I thought was amazing? So we watched the movie. I finally watched the movie Death Becomes Her because one of my other injector was like, you haven't seen that? Have you seen this movie? Mm-mm. Oh, it's like it's about anti-aging, basically. No. Mm-mm. And there's this like witch lady that has this potion or whatever that keeps people young forever. So. Oh, wait. But, is it an old movie? Yes. And it's, it's got, uh, what's her name in it? Meryl Streep? Yeah, Meryl Streep. Yeah, I've seen this movie. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't know the name of it. Yeah. So, but I was watching this movie and there's like us that are like, you know, pushing 40. And then (laughs) two of the girls that are, that are 20. So our medical assistants are like 22 or so. So we're watching this scene and it's like, basically the guy is super gaslighting the wife. Right. Right. Yeah. And they sit up in their chairs and they go, that you're not going to gaslight me, (laughs) blah, 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 whatever. And then us like 40 year olds are like. Wow! Uh, wow! How how are you so aware of that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like you, you twenty year olds get all the good stuff. You get all the good skincare. You know already to take care of your skin. You know not to smoke cigarettes. Like we didn't get. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you already know like red flags to look for when choosing a partner. Like how? Right. I'm just so jealous. Of this. So, okay. and then when you think about it, though, our parents probably looked at us the same way and was like, "We didn't have like sure. you know." Sure. So. Yeah, but that's you know good on us for changing the world and making these kids smarter making them less afraid of money and less afraid to take risks like there's these youtubers that are millionaires right right teaching these kids that it's not hard to make money Money's everywhere 
you know, this is great. This is great for them. We need to take, we need to learn from them. Yep. 1000%. So have fun at your conference next month. You'll have to come back and tell us all the things for sure and tell everybody where they can find you. Yes, ma'am. You got it. Oh, uh, (laughs) now I'm like, hello. We're, Um, we're recording. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you can find me, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, uh, Marley Bruno, or my medical practice is Mind, Body, and Soul Medical, uh, or mindbodysoulmedical.com. Uh, what else? Instagram, I'm Injector Marley underscore PA. If you want to come train with me, I do shadowing too. So if you want to learn to be an injector, then I also teach that too. So. And tell them where they can find your academy if they want to become an injector. Yes, so Method Aesthetics Academy, 201 South A Street. Uh, You can look on our website at methodaa.com. You can email us at methodaa at gmail.com. And it's not just for beginners either. It's for people who have been injecting if they want to change or learn new techniques. Yep, definitely. We We have a lot of advanced courses. We have a facial balancing course too, which we hope that everyone takes. That's so many courses. I like that. Yeah, it's great. Well, thank you so much, Marley. Your time is always valuable. And I know our schedules are always crazy. So thank you so much for coming on and bearing with me because I know we have I had to reschedule because I had laryngitis <laughs> last week. <laughs> I don't sound much okay, better now. Good. Good. I don't know about that. I, I sound very nasally in my head, but I appreciate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Until next time. Bye.